Welcome to the Art of Conversation. I'm Chance Bishop. I'm Phoenix Brown. And uh, we're here to talk about fly fishing and hunting and... You know, just about everything under the sun, man. It's, 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 uh, Whatever we're into for this little period of our lives. Yeah. I what mean, comes and goes. We've came to the conclusion that in modern times, not a lot of kids under the age of 25 are sitting down and having face-to-face conversations without the aid of smartphones every 10 seconds. So we're going to sit here and... For the next 30 minutes or so chew your ear about whatever the fuck's going on in our minds man and it's uh tell some stories yeah uh, you know just have a good conversation or attempt to at least attempt to. <laughs> do our best we yeah. do our best um, so you guys can't see chance right now but he's currently walking around with his fucking walker i mean he's like hop along cassidy right here yeah uh, i guess this is a pretty big story in my life so far um about two months ago i got in a pretty serious car accident. I uh, punctured both my lungs, broke two ribs, and dislocated and shattered my hip. So, uh, currently on a walker. Won't be able to walk for another month or so now. And, uh, you know, it's kind of sucked. It was, uh, it was pretty crazy. I totaled my Jeep, flipped it about 10 to 12 times. Uh, so, it was, it was pretty intense, but we're getting through it. And, uh, I'm just ready to go fishing again, honestly, dude. I can't wait. Yeah, man, fly fishing is, um, I'm supposed to be in the woods right now, but we're kind of delaying it for this for, shit. For the podcast. Sake. Yeah, so our goal is to shoot one episode one episode a week for the duration of the 2018 year. Yeah, for and the then, next 13 uh, weeks. 13 weeks, man. Kind of try and find a voice, see where this thing goes. But yeah, fly fishing, dude, so... Chance was actually tying me up some flies to go up to Smith's Creek up in Unicoi, up in that's Helen, Georgia. A little bitty hole in the wall place, man. Not a whole lot going on there, but Smith's has always been really productive for us, dude. Yeah, and uh, you know, since I can't walk, can't do a whole lot, I've been tying a whole lot of flies, and uh, you know, I just really fell in love with tying flies again. Like yeah. it's, I love it. I wake up in the morning, I'm like. All right, let's take, let's go tie some flies. Let's find some new patterns. Let's go get some more materials. Like I'm just I'm excited about it. Man, the cool thing about fly fishing is there's always something to do. And you can get as deep as you want. If like you, you can you can fucking sit there and you can go out and buy a hundred fifty dollars setup from Cabela's, get you some woolly buggers, and go hit the creek or whatever the fuck you're wanting to do. Yeah, and and you can get like a lot of people think it's just like you can only go trout fishing. Or yeah. But like you, I mean you, we've caught bass, we've caught. Accidentally caught catfish, yeah, like bass, catfish down to the salt water, man. That salt water shit's where it's at. Dude, for, the salt, for dude, the ocean. I'm telling you, like I was telling you earlier, like I just feel like the ocean calls to me. Like it feel that's where I feel the best when we're flying. Yeah, fishing. I mean, it, there's something about it, especially where we were at that past trip. And we'll get into a little bit more of that later, dude. Just laid up in those hammocks, fucking the ocean breeze rolling in, pushing us around, dude. Waking up, fucking twenty yards from the, the flats. Yeah, it was crazy, dude. Yeah, I mean, those flats are so... Because it's just for as far as you can walk down the beach and pretty much as far as you can walk out into the ocean, it's need of waist-deep water. And you got fish and stingrays and... <clears throat> fucking sharks. Sharks and yeah. crabs and all kind of stuff just rolling through. Just all the wildlife we got to see was super cool. That was really cool. Um, man, just another thing was that atmosphere in general i don't think it would have been the same if we had stayed at a hotel or something like that you gotta camp yeah especially there with it being like a wilderness preserve it feels fucking wild man yeah and everything you hear at night dude one of the craziest things remember when we hiked up to the dunes 
Yeah. Dude, we were down in Port St. Joe. This We were in Port St. Joe. We didn't mention that. But uh, we stayed on a wildlife preserve down there, and we went hiking the first or second day we were there and just come across these, the biggest sand dunes I've ever seen. It looked like mountains of sand. And we walked through, it's probably, what, 200 yards of just ginormous yeah. sand dunes. Yeah, well, the side that we were camping on, so it's a it's a peninsula. And yeah. The side that we were camping on was on the bay side, so we kind of hiked in. It was probably a mile and a half, two mile hike yeah, over to the other that side. Fucking sand, yeah, dude, that, was... that sugar sand, some bullshit. <laughs> it's rough. Fucking it's that rough. cooler drag that we did. So <laughs> Dad and I had the great idea of bringing out some beer, and uh, we filled up a little igloo that had some wheels on it, about thirty pack of beer and twenty pounds of ice. Man, and we started hauling that thing through the woods. It did not take us long to ruin the wheels on the cooler but yeah it's basically a cooler drag through the sand yeah we tied ropes to it actually dad's hammock setup he doesn't have like straps or anything like that he just ties two fucking marine ropes to a tree <laughs> and clips into that shit but we tied that around it and uh each of us got aside and just started like sled dragging it really dude. yeah it was a shag uh, definitely recommend a boat if you're gonna stay on the wildlife preserve down there in port st joe for uh, sure a lot easier to transfer equipment and gear down to your campsite that and just the the more water you'll be able to fish and the more ground you'll be able to cover, do that man. too because we i mean we we were there for we fished for three days we only fished for two really because yeah. we fished the first day and the second day and the third day we were just kind of eh. yeah so we fished for two days and we covered maybe half a mile of if, actual actual beach yeah, like i mean we didn't get too far down and there we heard there was a lot of a lot more action up towards the top of the peninsula and it was just so far of a hike that it would have cut into our fishing time we yeah do man it. fishing flats is weird because we started off fly fishing as well i started off in creeks we all started off in creeks right creeks and ponds like creeks just and ponds and it's figure, very two-dimensional right yeah. so in a river or a creek or whatever the fuck you're fishing upstream or downstream them shits ain't much wider than this deck right here and this is maybe 10 foot 20 foot yeah. that's the kind of stuff that we had fished when you get out in those flats, man, and you can walk 300 yards out there and it's still yeah. fucking waist-deep in fishable water. It's a lot, a lot of ground to cover. It adds this weird dimension where you don't know if you want to go up bank, down the bank, or if you want to go out deeper, dude. Yeah. It's, uh, it's trippy. And it will, and I, that's one thing I think. You know, um, I have GNU that I'm currently in the process of remodeling and kind of turning into a nice flat skiff for us. And if we uh w- once we have that i think it'll be a whole lot easier to you know we'll be able to stand up and kind of look for fish kind of troll around a little bit figure out where the fish are and, and not have to hike all that bullshit in <laughs> and not have to hike all that bullshit in that's for sure yeah i mean it wasn't a bad hike we've done some really just terrible hikes oh we've done some up what? in Cahutta, especially yeah, the Cahutta wilderness was an adventure oh man that's up in like epworth georgia me and dad just got back from a bear hunt not that long ago up there but when me and chance went we took another friend uh chuck we'll have him on the podcast for yeah sure. he'll, he'll be around eventually man but we went up there and it was shit it was probably about this time last year october yeah it was almost about exactly a yeah, year ago almost it was late october so it was probably a little bit later than this and we went up there we weren't up there for too long i think it was what three days we, we days. left on a, a thursday after work and left on sunday yeah we left on a thursday after work <laughs> yeah the, and the dumbest decision we've ever made we left at lunchtime right so we we're like hey we're gonna take off a little early and we're gonna go up fishing this weekend like okay what the fuck ever y'all do what you gotta do so we roll out at lunch and um we fucking we wound up dicking around and getting all our gear together and getting chuck, chuck yeah. yeah it took us until 
we, we didn't, we, didn't we got or? yeah we got out of the jeep at probably nine thirty yeah. at night and uh had to hike in in the dark in a place that phoenix is the only one who had been there we had a little shitty gps on our phones and uh we hiked in what was it eight miles it was eight miles man eight, eight. miles in the dark up a mountain it was it was sketchy we were seeing, we saw all kinds of signs of bear uh, yeah. up and down the trail it was it was sketchy but we made it we and did it, make some, it some dickheads made their uh <laughs> camp right in the middle of the trail uh, so we had to figure out a way around that without disturbing people too much at midnight and scaring the shit out of somebody. Yeah, it was super weird because we had to cross the, the Jacks River at one point in time. And it was really dark and we didn't really know what we were getting into. We, I mean, you couldn't tell how deep the water was. You couldn't tell how fast it was moving. No, it was, nothing. And, I mean, um, the little headlamps we had wouldn't really, <laughs> they weren't that great. We, we weren't prepared for this no, trip. No, not at all. And that you'll see as as these stories unfold yeah in the future the the more of them that we tell to you you'll see a common trend and we underestimated severely what the fuck we were trying to do well yeah well we underestimate like our goal and we overestimate our ability to achieve that goal with <laughs> yeah, minimal sure. gear and supplies because we're like food oh no we're good dude Bring yeah us i mean a can of fucking beans a day i was about to say we took a, a can of spam and what four or five cans of beans that was it and that cause, was it because because we, we were a hundred percent sure we were going to catch fish to eat yeah <laughs> like there's no way we weren't we, sure. there's no way we weren't going to catch fish and that was all we were thinking about. But little did we know that it was going to start raining at fucking 9 o'clock when we got there on Thursday. And continue to rain and snow until we fucking left on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it was it never stopped. The, I mean, it might get to a drizzle, and that's as low as it got. I wouldn't even say sprinkle. No, it, it, was, it was consistently yeah. hard. But it was... It was, uh, and man, that's been the story of every Cahutta trip that I've been on, really. Cause fucking rain. Just rain. But these jackasses, so we're up there, and I'm like, all right, guys, look, we need to stop and get food, because I have nothing, all right? I didn't buy any food the days leading up to it, nothing nothing like that, dude. I just straight up was like, okay, we'll get food the day of, we'll figure it out, man. So Chuck gets in the Jeep, and he's like, hey, man, yeah, I got enough food for everybody, we're good. I was like, are you sure, man? He's like, yeah, I got da-da-da, cans of beans, this, that, and the other. Well, this motherfucker fails to tell us that he has, like, dog food size. Yeah, they're, like, half cans. Yeah. Like, they're not full cans of beans. And they're not even, like, really beans, really. But oh. even when we found that out, we really weren't worried. We were like, dude, we're going to have trout to eat. Like, yeah. it's not that big a deal. But, I and don't then, know. You know, we oh, and it. Chuck's Mad Dog bottle. You remember that? Oh, gosh. Yeah, so Chuck forgot to bring a water bottle. And so we stopped at a little gas station on the way up there. And he buys a bottle of Mad Dog 2020, chugs it in the Jeep on the rest of the way up to the trailhead, and uh, continues to use that as his water bottle throughout the whole weekend. Yeah, so, uh, he's a trooper, man. He does what it takes. He's innovative. That is for sure. That is for damn sure. <laughs> Very interesting guy. We'll, we're definitely going to have him on the podcast. Yeah, Chuck's a good dude. He'll probably be one of our first guests. Um... But yeah, so it just fucking rained, man. I don't even think we saw a fish that weekend. Yeah, either. we uh, we fished hard. I mean, we fished. We covered for, a lot of ground. We fished for hours and hours in the rain until I mean, literally until it was like we have to go back because we're not only is Chuck soaked because he fe- Chuck fell in the river and got soaked and 
I mean, did, it was did, cold. Didn't, didn't even tell us he got soaked. No. He told us he was fine. And then, you know, eventually, if you're in the rain for that long, I mean, we had some pretty decent gear. I, I wouldn't say we had shitty gear. No. But, I mean, eventually, when you're on the ra- that heavy of a rain for hours and hours, we were all soaked. Yeah. So we had to come back and make camp. But, I mean, we fished hard and didn't catch anything. And uh, we were hungry. <laughs> yeah, it was that time. I don't remember what we ate the first night. I think I thought, like, whenever Chuck stopped at that gas station, dude, I, I stocked up on a couple of cans of shit, but yeah. uh, I still, in the back of my mind, I was like, dude, we got more than enough food. Dude, we're going to be fine. Yeah, so I just kind of chowed down like I normally would against my better judgment, you know? And, but, um, I mean, the good thing is we haven't made that mistake again, and I don't think we will make that mistake no, again. Like we, no. We, we're very prepared. We learn from our mistakes. If nothing else, yeah. we do learn when we're we not going to make up. it the same. We're not going to make the same mistake twice. <laughs> so, but yeah, dude. Um, fucking tell us about these flies you've been tying, man, because that's all the fuck your cripple ass has been doing. Yeah, lately. dude. So, uh, started out, um, I was watching a guy uh, who has a YouTube channel, 239 Flies. Um, he ties some pretty awesome patterns, and I uh, went to his website. He does a really cool thing that I haven't seen anybody else do. There might be somebody, I just had not seen him. But he sells, you know, he'll make a video about how to tie this crab pattern. And then you can go on his website and buy a kit that is all the materials you need to tie that pattern. And he'll send it all to you in one little box. And he makes it really simple to uh, to get started tying these patterns. So I started off tying a lot of saltwater patterns. Um, I tied some shrimp and uh, kind of made up my own variation of a crab pattern that I kind of stole a few things from three or four different patterns and put it all together and made it what I like and uh, I just recently got some more stuff in for uh, for another for a different crab pattern but uh, we kind of delayed our trip to Port St. Joe because of the uh, red tide and, and then the hurricane now the hurricane yeah. so we kind of had to put that trip off for a little bit yeah, so the hurricane was crazy wasn't dude, it? It, I, I was looking at satellite images and you can just see debris just blown everywhere that the shit was crazy images. yeah we were watching it man at work we were tracking that shit hard and um we're watching all the newscasters and stuff sitting there. There was one whole boy had that baseball helmet on. Did you see that shit? No. no. He was like on a dock somewhere. It might not have been a dock. It was something near the water, and yeah. he just had a baseball helmet on. Full rain gear, <laughs> baseball helmet. He's like, I'm good, dude. Whatever. Category four, my ass. I got a baseball <laughs> helmet. Rollins got me. The people are wild. Like The people in Florida, I love seeing the videos of people in Florida when there's a hurricane. Because nobody leaves hardly. And they just stay, and there'll be videos of people just, like, shotgunning beers in, like, 50-mile-an-hour winds. Dude, that's how Dallas was when they had <laughs> yeah, that hurricane but, up there. Fucking, where's he at? Uh, North Carolina. Yeah, what camp is that, though? Uh, that's Lejeune? Lejeune, yeah. yeah. That motherfucker, he's wild. But, uh, but yeah, so we had to delay our trip to Port St. Joe, so I uh, decided to probably be more reasonable and get a little more use if I, uh, if I tied up some trout patterns. Actually, uh, came over here. The reason you're over here is to get some. Yeah, man. To go fishing this weekend. Um, but uh, started tying up some trout patterns. I did some uh, some little thread Frenchies and uh, some copper johns and now this other little uh, hairs ear net. So. And those gold rib hairs ears in general. That's probably been my most productive fly. Yeah, that's what. It's actually the first. The first fish I caught on a fly that I tied was gold grip tears in, really? with a little pink hot spot on it. Almost exactly like those without the collar. The first one that I did was the fucking trout nugget. <laughs> yeah, the little pattern yeah. they made up. Yeah, that's the awesome. The little trout nugget. It was that little uh, 
No, it wasn't the child nugget. It was the streamer that had the grizzly hackle, like body. Yeah. And then the zonker tail. Yeah. That shit was popping. That was yeah, on the, the trout nuggets the Chanel. Yeah, that was on the hooch. You should combine that. Do uh, do Chanel and then wrap the hackle yeah. around it. Yeah, and then put the zonker still because the other one has. Um, yeah, but dude, still keep saddle. the zonker tail. Yeah. yeah, the other one has that, that saddle hackle tail. I like those things though, especially because mm-hmm. I stole that like shit the from deceiver. the deceiver. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it looks nice, especially if you do it. You know, you can tie it where it splays out and kind of looks like the yeah. Like the fins. I love that gray color on it too, though. Mm. When you get the gray saddle hackle and throw that shit down, yeah. it looks real natural. Good. Yeah. Super fishy colors, man. That gray. I don't know what it is about it either. Just when you get that shit in the water, yeah. it looks good. I've been really liking the UV, dude. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, I love, like, I, I'm so mad that it took me this long to get some. But now that I have it, I love it, dude. Like, dude we I mean, talked about getting that shit forever. I know, we just never did. But now, like, it's so worth it. Because, I mean, it's more expensive than head cement because I mean you gotta buy your torch you gotta buy the stuff I mean you gotta buy all the stuff but it's I'd say it's worth it because I mean those copper johns you can make the little wing casing on them if you wanna top some minnows you can do a minnow head on it like I did on that one fly Um, man and you got that new fucking rotating vice dude yeah the the, yeah the rotating vice sweet I'm still rocking the old double A what is it the double A 12 or whatever yeah something like that fucking Cabela's it works it works it does everything from an 18 down to a double like it doesn't matter fucking whatever you want to tie it'll hold it but yeah i definitely like the uh the rotating vice especially like especially with the uv you you know keeps it even makes it it makes it easy it makes it easy I wouldn't say it's necessary if you're just trying to get into fly time, but it definitely makes it easy. No, for sure. You'll, like, you'll appreciate if you <clears throat> if you go from a regular vice and then get a rotating vice, you will definitely appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I've tied a little bit on yours, dude, and that's probably my next investment in the fly fishing world is going to be a, a new rotating vice. It just feels so natural. I mean, it just makes it so much easier to look at your fly and examine Instead it. Instead of laying yeah. your head over yeah, it, you know, instead of having to maneuver all your scissors and everything around the hook, you can maneuver the hook yeah. around to make it easy on yourself. Um, Shit, so I forgot what I was gonna say. There was something I was gonna ask you. Um, about flies? Yes, but I don't remember what exactly. Oh, fly tying. So when we first got into fly tying, mm-hmm. I think where we messed up was. We watched way too many videos on all the different flies. Yeah, we kind of got oversaturated. We, yeah, we should have just. If I had it all over to do again, what I would do is I'd probably just get my vice, my bobbin, my scissors. You know, all your tools that you need. The good tool in fly tying, like what I've learned the second time around, because you know when I got my new vice, I just went ahead and got all new tools, new scissors, new everything, new bobbin. I will say the tools that you get for fly tying really can make it easy on you like you don't you don't have to get the most expensive tools and you can still tie good flies but having nice tools quality tools like all the loon products are very good i mean if you have those it can make it a whole lot easier i would say for if you're gonna skimp anywhere like if you're just straight up trying to go budget right like you can go budget a shit on your vice i think that vice 12 dollars. yeah i was about to say i think it's 12 bucks whatever it is and then you're bobbing the only thing that I would say is don't get the ninety nine cent one from Cabela's. No. Get the one. Get something get, that has a, a little thumb grip on get it. A, get a five or ten dollar bobbin. Yeah. You don't have to go get a thirty dollar bobbin. Go get a five ten dollar bobbin. There. Don't get the cheapest <clears> one. Cause it. I mean, if you got a shitty bobbin, it'll break your thread. Like it'll oh, cut your thread. Terrible. That like, is the worst feeling in fly time. Like you're yeah, sitting there, you're almost, sure. especially when you're about to finish, dude. Yeah. 
I, I did today actually whenever I was I was literally like about to whip finish a fly and when I pulled it up it broke and I was like are you like, still I, tying with that Saturday though yeah I'm tying with a thin like a really small veneer you I almost have to I mean tying most of those yeah, nymphs on size 14 to. like you gotta get small that was the weird thing about transitioning back from tying saltwater flies to the nymphs oh, was dude, tying with that 210 and then going back to the 70s cause I mean I tied in about a week I tied like 30 saltwater flies on size 1 you have size one, size two hooks, yeah. and then now I just immediately switched to size fourteen, size sixteen, like it's crazy. What brand are those hooks? Is it Fulling Mill? Uh, the jig hooks? No, no, the Teflon coated ones. Oh, I can't remember. I think it's Fulling Mill or those something are, like that. Not, like those I, are super nice. I mean, things. the local fly fishing store here. Um, that dude, we go we'll get, to, I got their hat right here, yeah. man. We'll give them a shout we'll out. Give them a plug. Yeah. fishing company, dude, down in downtown Cartersville. Those are some solid guys it, over there. Great guys, uh, super helpful, and it's just it's a good environment in there. I mean, yeah, they got the last cast bar up and running now, so you can go in and get you some. Yeah, they got a couple IPAs on tap, lots yeah, of sweet water beer. There's a you know a night or two a week where they'll have live music come in. You can come in, just hang out, drink some beer. And, uh, they usually do the uh, fly film tour too, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah they I host so. it. I think I thought once a year. Well, obviously once a year, but yeah. whenever that comes around, they're usually on the forefront of of getting a date for that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so yeah su- super good guys, super helpful guys. A lot, a lot of knowledge about fly fishing up there. If you're in the area, for sure, swing by and check them out, man. I think they do a lot on the Etowah and the Chattahoochee, but they yeah. also have hosted trips in other parts of the world. Yeah, I mean, they go to Mexico. Um, I think he's getting ready to go to the Bahamas here soon, isn't he? Bahamas, for some yeah, yeah, that's what they were telling us last time. So, uh, great guys, but uh, fuck, I don't even know where I was going talking about them. I don't know. We just had the... Oh, the, oh, hooks. the hooks. Oh, I was yeah. saying they were sold out. Yeah, the, uh, the Teflon hooks are... I mean, we got them one time... And we went, what, three days later, four yeah. days later, and they were sold out. And I haven't seen them back in there since. I was no, I'm probably going to look day. them up online, though, because they're kind of like a uh, – they're a lot like the B10Ss, the Stinger hooks the, yeah, the Gamagatsu. Yeah. Those are really nice hooks. Long shank, but still got a pretty good wide gap. Yeah. But they're not as wide to me as the Stingers are. They're kind of like a hybrid. You know that yeah. ballfish hook that I like a lot? Mm-hmm. I wish I could find those things, man. Yeah, I hadn't seen them since we bought them. Like, mm-hmm. there's another one that we bought and hadn't seen it again. But then again, we we probably could do a lot better if we bought most of our shit online. Like, yeah, you kind of keep track of it a little better. And, yeah, and you can just get what it's, you want. I just like the experience of a brick and mortar. That, Especially you know. going to a fly shop. Especially, you know, when you got good guys like to have down at Cahut and, you know, just being able to not just talk fly fishing, but also just bullshit with them. Just talk about whatever. I mean, I think every time we go out there, we just hang out for at least five or ten minutes. Yeah, it's, it's not It's, it's not just like a go in and buy something and leave. Yeah, there, there's... I think it's just because the fly fishing community as a whole, from what I've seen, you obviously have the old dickheads, fucking dry five mm-hmm. elitist, and that's all they're going to fish with, man. Yeah. And if you're fishing with I mean, but honestly, else, I haven't even ran into anybody. I haven't. I haven't ran into um, them, but... I mean, they're, defi- they're definitely out there. Everybody's... Because if they weren't out there, you wouldn't have that yeah. stipulation, you know what I mean? Not stipulation. I'm, almost stipulation. like a, a stereotype that a lot of people who don't fly fish kind of think about fly fishing. Yeah. Um... It kind of sucks because you, know, you want to grow the hobby, the sport, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And I mean, really, that's kind of why we started Meta Modern was just to kind of get away from all of that. Because man, we were about as far from purist as you can get. Yeah, in, in I mean, sense of the yeah. Word. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Meta Modern Fly, Meta Modern and Meta Modern Outdoors. Yeah. Meta Modern Outdoors is uh, that's a new project we got up and running. We're doing knives and 
bows and all kinds of shit, man. Yeah. We're working on some fly patterns and getting some stuff up, but yeah. right now, primarily, right, primarily right now, we're not doing a whole lot of anything, man. No, that's. I mean, it's kind of. And I thought like this podcast is going to kind of be a good motivator and kind of, you know, get it keep us accountable. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, because we kind of we'll get into something and then kind of fade off of it. Yeah, I mean, life happens, though. And yeah. It's just something that we got to mitigate more. You know, we kind of got to make it a priority. Yeah, because there was a point in time we'd go up to Smith's all Every the weekend. Time, I mean, we were fishing every weekend. And, you know, that's something that once I get done my rehab and can walk again, I'm definitely going to try and be hitting the water as much as possible. And, Somewhere. You know, just... You know, one thing I really want to do, like, I love traveling. I love going on all these trips. But I really want to find, like, a good stretch of water that we know and we that's our home water yeah, that, i mean yeah. that we can if we go there we can catch some fish i know? mean that's kind of how the hooch is though just the hooch is we just got to spend more spend more time, more time and figuring out because you know the, the hooch is so much different on on different days you know you can go one day and it's low water and clear and you can see good the next day you go it's you know 10 feet higher and muddy as, muddy hell, as yeah. fuck and you can't see anything and you know just kind of figuring out how what kind of flies we need and how to fish and what where we need to fish when the conditions are different and have it down pat so you're a streamer guy too right i love streamers love yeah. time love tying streamers and love fishing streamers i remember the first time when we were on the hooch and i caught that fish with a streamer yeah because i watched it he hit it twice and then came up and actually swallowed yeah. it and so got it's they're so much oh. more aggressive because i mean you got you got to think if you're if you're getting a bite on a nymph He's sitting there and he's sipping. He's sipping. Yeah, he's, like, he's, sipping. Bug, he's sipping. He's sipping. Yeah. I ain't got to be crazy with but this thing. But if, if he's hitting a streamer, he's he's thinking it's another fish. He's having to swim after. He's having to be yeah. aggressive. You got to kill this thing. So they're hitting it so much harder. And it's just, I you know, maybe it comes from, you know, when you're bass fishing, you're always, you got something that's moving, something's moving. They got to come attack it. Yeah. And you get that, that hit. I love it. But yeah, that was an eye opener, dude, because we fish Smith really hard for a while there yeah, and there was, was a lot of nymphs and dry flies a lot of nymphs and dries and that bite was very soft man because I yeah. when I first experienced was fly fishing we're out in Texas and I was fishing for largemouth yeah the first thing I caught was a largemouth bass yeah I was throwing a lot of clousers dude and um that bite alone is just something special anything mm-hmm. dude anything on a fly rod is something special oh yeah I mean even the, the nymph bites are still you you know but it's just not the same as when yeah. they're attacking it. And that, Unless and, it's on that 10 carat deal. The, the 10 carat, they, it's so light. That shit was crazy. Or what about the, uh, what were they, 6 foot 7 rods we found at Cabela's? Dude, there was a 5'9", 3-weight at yeah. Cabela's the other day. I, that's a, I feel like that's definitely a great investment for a, a small stream like Smith's or yeah. any kind of just really small stream with a lot of overhanging branches, a lot of tight casts. Tight waters, yeah. Because, I mean, at Smith's, dude, you're never casting more than 10 foot. Like, it's no, not happening. No, I mean, it's all about accuracy and touch and precision. At Smith's. Or um, Ravencliff, too. Dude, Ravencliff's even worse with the overhanging branches. And man. they're just straight-up wild brookies instead of stalkers. Yeah. You know, real skittish, for sure. Yeah. I think that day we were there, so we hiked up there. I mean, it was a bad time of year. It was super cold, man. Super, super It was actually the, the creek had started to freeze a little bit on the edges when we got there. I think we, we rolled up in the dark and hiked in and waders and everything kind of got set up for the day. We started walking upstream because like we had met a guy at Smith's actually. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hey, if y'all have y'all ever been to Ravencliff?" We're like, "No, nah, man, we've never been over there." And um, 
He said, if you go up there, hike above all the waterfalls, and then you'll start catching fish, and you'll be Man. the only fisherman out there. We definitely were the only fishermen. 100%. Not a doubt in mind about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody was just kind of hiking and seeing the sights and, yeah. and looking at us weird because we're wearing waders and hiking carrying fishing up and down poles. The fucking mountain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful water. Um, we, yeah, I dude, saw the, two fish that day. The waterfalls are beautiful there. Yeah. I mean, that we rock, got some the rock colors. Up I think. There. Cool. I mean, we were we kind of got in a little picture taking phase where we were taking pictures of everything. I think almost out of all the pictures we took, those are some of the best. Yeah. Out there, I mean, we got pictures from on top of waterfalls and below waterfalls and just beautiful like an country. Waterfalls. Beautiful country. Yeah. That is a very cool place. That's probably the prettiest place that I've seen east of the Mississippi in a while. Like yeah. as far as mountains and shit like mm. that goes, man. That's a that's a cool place to go. Yeah. And you can get, that's actually part of the, uh, what is it, the Chattahoochee WMA over there? Yeah. You can hunt all that and camp out there. I think it's yeah. free, too. I don't even think you pay for parking, either. Yeah, I don't think so. It's some good-looking campsites up there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, dude, the streamers, and, you know, I think that's kind of what attracts me to saltwater is out there, everything's a predator. Yeah. Um, Everything's a savage. Even those little yeah. grunts, man. I do. I mean, we were catching little grunts that are, you know, if people don't know, they're basically like the brim of the sea. You know, they're about maybe the size of your hand. Yeah. We were catching them on eight-weight rods trying to catch redfish, and I would say they put up a better fight than a trout on a five-weight. Yeah, I well, mean, the trout that we catch, yeah, because we're not catching just, especially in Smith. Smith's is probably the place we, we fish We're catching the most. 12, 14. If we catch a 16-inch fish, this it is a, a good, good day. Fish, yeah. I mean, that's a great fish. And they're just not super heavy. They're not yeah. putting up too big of a fight. They're a beautiful fish. And it's, and it's, short, it's short cast, so you got the short fight. Yeah. Um, but, you know, out there you're, you're casting 60, 80 feet, and, you know, you're catching something and fighting with it for a few minutes. Yeah, you're slinging that thing, it's, dude. Uh, it's yeah, out there was my first trip with that uh, the TFO Mangrove. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I had that TFO Mangrove 6 with... That was the behemoth thrill, right? Yeah, the yeah, with the Reddington, Reddington behemoth thrill with the six on it too. That was a six weight too, man. That was a good time. Those little grunts, dude. There was something else because they were hitting all kinds of shrimp and crab. Oh, patterns. shrimp, crab. I mean, they were hitting everything. They were yeah. just feisty. They wanted something to eat. They would come out of that grass and smack it, son. <laughs> yeah, dude. What was your thoughts the first time we rolled up and you started bumping um, stingrays? It was it was kind of freaky. It wasn't as scary as I thought because the first ones we ran into were uh, I think they actually call them man of war. Um, yeah, those, those the brown yeah. stingray looking things. And so like, you can see them real easy. You can see them from pretty far away. I and think it, it, I think we even talked about man. What the fuck are people worried? Yeah, about like why are people so for? scared of these things? Like you can see them from forever away. Like you just not paying attention. But uh, then we rolled up on some actual stingrays, yeah. and they, uh, you know, they they'd let you almost step on them before they got up. Those things are fucking ghosts. They were scary. What about when? Well, how did you feel when we saw the shark from like thirty feet from us? That was different. I mean, it wasn't a big shark or anything. No, I mean it was maybe four or five foot shark. But we were way far enough into the water where we're not getting away. No, like, like we're not. We can't run. There's nothing we could have done, dude. And yeah. it was just. Um, it was it was weird, but like my immediate thought was like cast it, like, yeah. like it, I don't have bot wire on, like we don't have anything to get the fly out of this shark's mouth. I don't know what I'm gonna do if I reel it in and we get a shark this fucking close to us. But I was like cast it, and I cast it to it like two or three times, and I could never get him to bite. But yeah, you were trying to. I was heading quickly in the other direction. <laughs> that was my goal. Like I had no plan, but I was like. That's the biggest fish we've seen all weekend. Like, <laughs> that's like a five foot fish. Yeah, Catch we kind of. All of our trips are kind of ill timed too. 
we did really well yet. with that. Very yeah. last minute. Terrible timing, last minute, not a lot of planning. I mean, we slept in the <laughs> fucking, we slept in my Jeep in a Piggly Wiggly parking lot the first night of the uh, Port St. Joe trip. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. shows how ill-planned it was. We oh, didn't even, terrible. We didn't even get there in time to sign him to the campground, so we slept in the Jeep. Yeah, we had reservations for the campground the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, Man. like, all right, we'll get there on Friday, or we'll get there on Thursday, whatever day it was. I don't remember how. I think we left Thursday after work again yeah. that time. And then we slept in the Jeep in the Big Blue parking lot. Man, it wasn't as bad. Yeah, it really wasn't too bad. I just didn't sleep a lot. Yeah, it's one of those weird things in a vehicle, dude. I can never sleep well. I had to do that shit coming back from Texas. Not even just that. Like also. You don't know who the fuck's in that parking lot uh, in the middle of the night. Like, it was, it was kind of sketchy. Because we tried the boat dock first, like the marina. Yeah. But there was a lot of people fishing and stuff like that. You know, this probably wasn't the most legal thing we could have been nah. doing at the time. So, we were just looking for a means to end to get us through the night till about 8 o'clock in the morning. We were just worried about fishing. We got up about 6 that morning, went and got some breakfast. At the McDonald's. Shout out yeah. McDonald's in Port St. Joe. Shout out to McDonald's, dog. And we ate there every day. Oh, uh, and shout out to Hungry Howie's. I know there's not a whole lot of them out there, but shout out to Hungry Howie's, dog. Build some more. They're delicious. What was that one place? That, was it Crazy Fish? Yeah, the one fish place we ate. Yeah, that yeah. place was really good, too. Yeah, Port St. Joe's got some good food. I mean, I know we did, we ate a lot of fast food while we were down there. Yeah, I but, think Connor uh, said they added a new bar down there. Yeah, I think they're actually going on a trip down there pretty soon. He, I think Speaking he on. is. Oh, really? Yeah, he himself is. But, um... Jeff, dude, let's talk about this uh, potential fishing trip we got coming up uh, when I can walk again. Thinking oh, yeah. about taking a uh, a guided trip out in Texas, uh, try and catch some redfish. Yeah, man, I got a guy down there. So, I used to guide on a ranch out in Texas and um, guide quail and quail, deer hunting, axis hunts, but primarily upland game. And great time, probably the experience of my life, man. It kind of ended short-lived, and I'll leave that at that. Uh, <laughs> it's a good time overall. No hard feelings on either end, though, so it happens, right? Yeah. But So when I was out there, my dad my little brother and my mom and them came out to visit me one time, and uh, dad and them wanted to get on some fishing. So we started looking around for guides, and we found old uh, Jeff Larson down there And shit, what's the name of that city? It's close to Padre Island, but he's not in Padre Island. Mm-hmm. But either way, we're in fishing the that region. Yeah. Dude, we get out there, sea trout at the ass, reds everywhere. It was a great trip, man. And I know he does some wade fishing and stuff, so I talked to him a little while ago. It was a couple weeks ago, and ran some dates by him. He said we're good. We just got to figure out if we want to do that and when we yeah. want to do it. Yeah, dude, I think that'd be a, I think it'd be a blast, you know, finally give us a chance to get on some big, uh, some big saltwater fish, because, you know, first trip, we, we got on them, we found some redfish, we, uh, you know, I don't know if it was the wrong fly, or a presentation, or whatever, but, uh... Yeah, we just kept bumping the school, because yeah, I kept, think I chased it to you. Yeah, you chased it towards me, and then I chased it back down the beach, yeah. and, uh, you know, we, I don't know if it was our strategy, you know, that's, that's kind of a hard thing, is not a whole lot of people to teach you, except, uh... Except people have been doing it a while, so we gotta kind of make some friends that yeah. been doing it a while. But uh, you know, I think a guided trip will give us a good opportunity to learn and um, you know, just really have that experience. See how see how we need to do it. Yeah, or shit, or we just dump the money that we would dump into that guided fishing trip into the canoe, take about a week, next my next long break, and go out to Port St. Joe again. Yeah, dude. Cause I mean, all we gotta do is or literally anywhere. Like we can get to Texas and fish that if we just wanted to. Oh yeah, I mean we can get Louisiana, get on some big redfish out there. I mean, there's all kinds of places we can go. Yeah. 
But yeah, dude, I mean, I'm, all we have left on the GNU is, uh, you know, I got the floor in, the floor secure. Uh, we just got to fiberglass the uh, decks in and paint it. And yeah. uh, I mean, I think we can definitely get that done pretty quick. I just got to be able Shouldn't to work take on too it. Long. And you already got the motor and the trailer and everything. Yeah, I mean, I got a motor, got a trailer. Um, just got to get that motor cleaned up, tuned up, spark plugs changed, that kind of thing. And But for sure, we're not going back to the fucking Chattooga in January. Yeah. That's not happening. Another trip we took this uh this past winter, you know, about a year ago again. Um it was beginning of December and we went to uh West Fort campground in uh Clayton. Clayton, Georgia, that's where it's yeah. at. Up in Clayton and we got there and we were like, dude, these waters are great, you know, super clear water. Yeah, that was the first freestone bottom that I had seen. Yeah, the great bottom, you know, the a lot of places where you look at it and you're like, there's a trout living right there. Like, he's, there's got to be trout in there. It's, it looks too good. And, um, you know, we were there for about an hour and the edges of the river started kind of icing up. And uh, we had to actually break ice to get into the river. No, I'm not talking about like an inch thick ice or anything like that. No, no I mean, this is three thick. inches thick. Yeah, you know, we're having to stomp thing. it and stomp it and stomp it. You know, break ice to get in. And then... Uh, we fished for maybe an hour you know our flies were encapsulated in ice uh our eyelids were freezing up and then it got to the point where more of the river was frozen than not frozen yeah. it was literally just a path up the middle of the river that wasn't frozen and we were like we got to get out of here this shit's ridiculous <laughs> yeah, and i think that was uh you can actually watch that if you go and look up lazaretto creek yeah Laz- shout out to lazaretto yeah, creek larkin man yeah uh larkin's a great dude videos for us uh yeah and uh we've, we've made a few appearances we were on probably three or four episodes yeah. of their uh what do they call it field trips yeah it's field trips so field trips by lazaretto creek i think it was episode one was at smith's yeah, that was the day we met Lark. Yeah. Um, that was when I was using the 10 carats still. You caught a good brookie that day. Yeah, I caught it. That was a beautiful brookie that day. Uh, you caught a long rainbow, too. Yeah. That's probably the biggest rainbow we caught out there that day. Yeah, it's That was a great sure. day. We got Larkin on some fish that day. Yeah, old Larkin, man. He's a um, trip. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so he was up. He was up with us at Clayton. Yeah, it was and, me, you, Larkin, and then Ash. Yeah, my girlfriend, Ashlyn. Um, and... You know, despite the entire river freezing over, uh, we decided to camp. Yeah, because, I mean, in our defense, or at least in my defense, fucking, I had a tent that had the rain fly on it and uh, a heater and sleeping pads and sleeping bags and everything, dude. I felt great, and I had beer. We were good. Yeah. So, I think where y- <laughs> y'all really got the shitty end of the deal was using the Enos as your windbreakers. I don't even think that was the biggest problem. I think the biggest problem for us was not having sleeping pads because the ground was so cold. And yeah. like when you're laying on that and it's so cold, there's no way to warm up. And that was, uh, uh, that was kind of brutal, man. I remember I woke up maybe twice that night because, I mean, we fished. It was probably longer than an hour, dude, because we fished hard for a little while there. We fished till like, almost dark. It was, like, 30 minutes before dark when we hiked out or when we got yeah. home. Because we fished one time, and I thought we went back. We might not have. Because it was early morning when we first got uh, there. Oh, yeah, because we walked all the way down to that little... The, the, the waterfall that had froze. Yeah. So it was a waterfall that froze over, and we continued to fish. <laughs> That's why it looked fishy, though, didn't it? That little yeah. bank there? Yeah. That looked super fishy. But, um, yeah, I mean, we 
got up that next morning and everybody was way too cold to do anything. We packed our shit up and got out yeah, of there. Yeah, I think Larkin fished a little bit more, but we I was That was definitely the coldest I've ever been. I well, like I said, I felt great, dude. I feel yeah. sorry for you. Didn't Ash get nerve damage or some shit? Yeah, she said she had nerve damage in her feet because they were so cold, like on the verge of frostbite. Did it, I mean, I think we checked it. It got down to single digits that yeah, it was night single digits. when we were out there. It was cold, for sure. It was cold. And she had a uh, rumple blanket. Shout out to rumple blankets. <laughs> um, she had just got it. I got it for her for Christmas. And uh, we had an electric heater that uh, burned a couple spots in it. And so we had to cut the electric heater off because we thought it was going to catch the tent on fire. And, Man, uh, that's crazy. That's yeah. insane. So we were, we were cold. Shit, dude. I think we, uh, I think we got about thirty minutes at least. Should be. Yeah. But uh, I think that's gonna conclude the the first episode. Yeah. Of good first podcast, episode. Uh, we're gonna try to get some good guests on here, and uh, you know, really just give you guys kind of insight in our life and let us have good conversations. That's yeah. what it's all about. At the end of the day, dude, that's what we're here for. Because I mean, we've had no telling how many podcast worthy conversations in the past, and just yeah. fucking. Man, when you started podcast, so here we yeah. are. So, uh, you know, we're here to make you guys laugh, make you cry, excite you a little bit, and uh, just have a little fun.